All right, before we start today's podcast, we got to give our Patreon shout-outs out here. Let's do this, Eric. We got Ooh. Aperba, Zach Duran, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Lauren L., Andy Herbrandt, Rock the Green, Hanson Screen Printing, and our newest supporter, Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Okay, welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. Yeah, Rusk. Russ. Uh, and today we have a, uh, a pretty cool topic. Uh, most of you have probably been to this place, but uh, we're talking about the history of definitely one of our favorite places. Uh, I visit weekly. Yeah. Um, and uh, a little bit about how they got their start. And uh, we are talking about uh, Menards. Save big money. Save big money at Menards. 11% off sale. Yeah. Everything. I <clears throat> I always have those freaking receipts on my fridge. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Uh, really great place. We will dive into that here in a little bit. And uh, we also have music from Social Caterpillar on the show today. Uh, another beer review. Another edition of the infamous How Many Locals You At. <laughs> hey. If you haven't already, please go and review uh, our show. Give us a rate, you know, five stars, whatever, uh, over at Apple, Spotify, uh, wherever you find it. Um, again, we haven't really sparked up the YouTube again yet, not until we do an actual video version of this thing where we have uh, like a two-camera setup. Yeah. Um, we haven't done anything like that yet. Uh, we have cameras here. We just haven't really explored how we want to do that. It's it's a lot tougher than you think. So. I'm actually wearing my Menards. You are, yeah. You're so wearing you a Menards. Actually, if we had the cameras, you guys could see how Menards I am. He sports it. He's not sponsored by him either, you know. I just... Eventually, maybe. I spent For Jack Link's jerky there. and, and uh, saltwater toffee. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple hunks of lumber here yeah. and there. You got any hardware over there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, love, love the place. Sometimes and, you got to lay pipe, right? Oh, yes. Okay. In, in construction in construction <laughs> laying some pipe hey but uh hey if you haven't review it it's cool it really help us out it's kind of a small uh, small ask but a uh, big payout so uh, also hey speaking of uh that sort of stuff if you want to support or sponsor or whatever uh you can go to our website wisconsindrunkenhistory.com and you uh can click on the patreon uh, uh link up there and that will take you to uh, a, spa, a spot where uh, you could potentially become uh, one of the exclusive sponsors of this show uh, and kind of help uh, keep us kind of uh, moving, you know, other than creating content. Um, there's costs, you know, behind the scenes on all yeah. that stuff. Huge and, thank you to everyone who yes. is supporting the podcast. This has been nice. I mean, it helped basically pay for the music and the beers and the server fees, yep. which is great. Yeah, it's been awesome. And then uh, as well, uh, some some way that you could help is uh, the Tee Public link on our website as well. Uh, you can get T-shirts, hats, uh, stickers, magnets, a bunch of different stuff. cups, sometimes, glasses. Sometimes you got to cover up the man tits, eh? Yeah, yeah. So. When you, and we encourage, you know, 
Uh, we, we don't body shame here. I've got a big set of, uh, you know, big milkers. But... I got a couple little doinkers here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got a huge gut, though. I got a decent gut. Yeah, you got a decent sized gut. It's gutzito. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, any any little bit helps, and, and we appreciate. Uh, and, hey, if you're rocking our logo on your shirt, uh, people are going to ask you about it. Hey, what's that all about? What is all that uh, Wisconsin drinking for? Hey. <laughs> That's all he so says. He hey. your shirt and like, hey. Uh, hey, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Menards, Russ, uh, take us over a uh, little history here. Yeah, so our farm is pretty damn old. It's from 1896. So I'm a regular shopper. You're old. I'm a regular shopper at Menards. And uh, for many Wisconsinites, most of our repairs and things for repairs come from this uh, little store called Menards here in the state and uh, pretty much where most of my paychecks end up. And I'm sure a lot of your paychecks end up as well. Yes. Yeah. And those, for those that don't know, this amazing store was actually started right here in our backyard. Menards started as early as 1958 as a farm industry was being revolutionized by more mechanized farm equipment and dairy systems, thus stemming the idea for low-cost buildings such as pole buildings, or we know today, some sometimes commonly referred to as a pole barn. Yeah, yep. Uh, sparking his idea to get a heads up on the idea that was becoming the norm at the time, especially since the, the original barns were starting to degrade, and it's not really worth the repairs because wood's becoming more expensive at this time. But yeah. It was John Menard Jr. who decided this idea would be the next big thing. And after the summer of 1958, he would assist with the learning and the skills and the building knowledge to acquire the, uh, such an idea. He spent his days working on contracting other buildings, designs, and his night working in a movie theater. By the, by the summer of 1959, several buildings were laid and designed around the Eau Claire area, and the additional success prompted him to buy his first piece of equipment, which actually included a 1946 Chevy truck. This truck, along with an old Ford tractor, would be his pieces required to start his idea. And due to the increase in demand for pole buildings, it would cause him to purchase more equipment and also hire more staff that would become the foundation of what we know today as a Menards franchise. His name would spread throughout the state, along with the additional lit literature that led him to make additional capital for what would be Menards today. When John graduated college, he was able to devote more time to the business. In Menards, the initial idea was formed, and John Menard Jr. was president and a major stockholder in the company. He was able to purchase land in a small office shop that was erected in Eau Claire, and he soon realized that lumber and building materials and stocking them would be a huge thing, and he could go on to create not only his buildings, but also sell material to the public on a cash-and-carry-out basis. And this was the beginning of the Menards Lumber Yard. In 1969, the manufacturing and warehouse functions were added to the company, beginning with the trust plant. This stocked all the common sizes of trusses that were commonly used in building process. And since that point, they've added many things, obviously, such as steel siding, roofing, interior and exterior doors, deck-treated lumber, stone, block masonry, fasteners, countertop material, oh, yeah. and jack links. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I go there for, like, every time I go there. You can also find some books there. Dude, and not I, just, like, books about uh, how to fix your house. It's you, just, like, yeah. some do of you, the best sellers. Do you snag some uh, Clements when you go there? Like some Clemens oh, yeah. snack I'm, sticks. You sometimes, have to. I mean, if you go there and you're getting a ton of shit, you need some snack sticks. Yeah. And I think you know, Menards to me is kind of like a one-stop shop. I mean, you can get milk there too. 
And it was a, it was the sale of the Menard Building Division in 1994, which ended the initial 3.5 decades of the pole barn construction materials. And this led the way for the even greater expansion to more of the retail home improvement stores that we actually know today. And it wasn't until 1998 when his second distribution center opened in Plano, Illinois. And since then, facilities have been opened in Holiday City, Ohio, and Shelby, Ohio. And this would lead to them being the largest retail organization in the industry, along with Lowe's and Home Depot, obviously. But they're like they're pretty f- far up there. And I think John Menard Jr. is actually the richest man in Wisconsin currently. Is that correct? I think so. I think he is. I think he's still yeah. the richest. Yeah, I, I would. I would imagine. It's like him and Diane Hendricks, I think, are like some of the two richest, I believe. Sure. If I remember right. Sure. And today we all know the stores and spend a ton of our paychecks in them today. And they have fourteen sto- they have stores in fourteen states. And Phil Menard is Phil Menard is the richest man in Wisconsin, actually. Yeah, I did put that in. There you go. Yeah, so I mean it's it's pretty neat. And uh I know I've seen him now as far as Minnesota. I've seen him in Iowa, I've seen him in you know, pretty much all throughout the Midwest. A, it's been expanding it's pretty It's an huge. institution. I mean I know. it is it's a um it's an amazing place. Like I mentioned before, it's kind of like my one-stop shop. You can go there and you can get uh, your milk, uh, your soda. Uh, you can pick up just a um, few little trinkets. A few, that you need. Exactly. And then, uh, hey, tubes of caulk. You need some cocks. Yeah, you need some caulk. Uh, I mean, I mean, basically everything I've I've uh, uh, done to my home since you know I think we've had it for like four years now. Uh, is uh, it, I, I, it's all sponsored by Menards. I mean, I, I, I go and I grab everything there. It's actually, literally the sound, right down the road from the me, sound so. pads in the studio were actually made from Menards lumber. We did, yeah, yeah. You and I spent uh, hours uh, making panels, making, yeah, sound making panels. sound panels with uh, really good uh, sound uh, absorbing insulation in order to kind of just draw some of the room noise uh, into those panels. Yeah, and I know for me, I, I did all my barn repairs and construction and all the barn steel roofs Roofing, were from, yeah. right from Menards. So I've yeah. spent a lot of money at that place, and it's probably one of my fa- favorite places to go, especially as I'm getting older now, and that's kind of like my fun is working on that's house the shit. Yeah, that's yeah, the treat. Yeah, that's the treat. My house shit is basically like the fun for me now. But uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, it's just really cool, and it's awesome that the Menards is located right in our backyard. Yes, I... Uh, I can't say enough uh, about Menards. It's a it's an absolute great place, and I'm proud to call uh, Wisconsin the home of Menards. All right, music segment time. Woo. Uh, we've got another great uh, artist from the Milwaukee area. Uh, this one is Social Caterpillar. Uh, what, what was the vibe you uh, so you were? Giving I was there? getting like it's very experimental. Like yeah. you're getting kind of that artistic side. And I, I was reading something about their shows kind of have like an artistic background playing kind of like artsy, you know, but yeah. it reminds me like it reminds me a little bit of like early Rilo Kylie. Sure. Bit. Sure. Jenny Lewis a little getting, bit like yeah. early. I can see um, that. But just amazing stuff, man. It's right yeah. in our backyard in Milwaukee. Yeah. And uh, again, just uh, really fine musicianship uh, between all of them. And, and uh, it, it's just really good. It's just, like, you know, when I think of, uh, you know the the bands that I really enjoy it generally has really good quality to it. Yeah. I think the recording on this again it was produced and, and engineered very well, uh, and and uh, it starts with the the writing. It starts with the idea and, and them knowing their their mu- their uh, uh, instruments very well, and, and they all do. And, and, they, and there's actually quite a varying instruments in there. Like, yeah, I mean there's like violins, synthesizers in some of their songs, samplers, Wild. guitars. Like it's analog and digital together. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Really great stuff. The uh, the song that we chose uh, is Sure Would Be Nice. Uh, they do have some new stuff that they just released. 
in 2022 already and uh just an amazing catalog of music uh from from uh, this band social caterpillar i definitely urge you to go check it out uh but we are going to go ahead with social caterpillar sure would be nice As this song comes to a close, I just wanted to remind you that that is Social Caterpillar. Sure would be nice. Uh, while we were listening to that song just a minute ago, uh, I, had, I had sort of mentioned that it was giving me a little bit of Elliot Smith vibes as well. Um, Elliot Smith, a tremendous, tremendous artist, uh, totally one of a kind. Uh, high praise uh, to, to hear something like that and, and for me to instantly think, Man, that's giving me some some Elliott Smith vibes, but uh, really great stuff. And uh, like Russ mentioned, 
this is kind of like a lighter song uh, compared to some of their other stuff. And uh, uh, it features, uh, you know, I guess a little bit uh, different instrumentation than, uh, but their other stuff, their other catalog is, is very different as well. So it's just, it's worth a listen. You know, if you're uh, just working out or sitting at work and you got your headphones in, uh, go check out more of, of what Social Caterpillar has to offer. They're absolutely amazing stuff. So, and and from right here in Wisconsin, um, hey, beer review time. Yes, we got. A what good are we one. sucking back now? Yes, we got a good one today. Um, backyard Brewery, actually, Eagle Park. We got a new one from Eagle Park. Yeah. Uh, we had to go with the hometown studio beer, the Muskego Light. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Tasty um, one. Uh, four point two percent ABV, American light lager, kind of like your cheap beers, you know, like all of them. Um, it's it says on their website pretty cheap, pretty good. Uh, Eric was gracious enough to go pick this sucker up in a growler, so you can sip this sucker today. Yeah, and they also have some cans of these. Uh, uh, good, all around good beer. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Muskego Light. It's it's kind of like your standard light beer, right? You're getting that like uh, Pilsner malt. I think is what's coming through on this. Yeah. Four point two percent ABV. You're not going to get racked, you know. So we can drink this sucker, which is nice in the studio because sometimes. Uh, we have some pretty heavy hitters here. Yeah, um, and and you know it's it's nice to be able to mix in uh, some of these ones that are are maybe a little bit easier tolerated uh, for some of the listeners that aren't diving into uh, goza gozas and and uh, uh, sours or IPAs or these you know doubles or triples or you know it's sometimes nice to be able to just uh, hey here's a nice one that you can just drink it's easy. yeah it's, it's very drinkable it's, it's good muskego light like you can't really go wrong since the studio is here in muskego it's definitely like a really light golden color uh very carbonated it's super delicious i mean it kind of reminds me of like you know like it's a better crafted mgd uh, yes exactly yeah that's uh, pretty much it yeah you couldn't i couldn't have said it better myself it's it's definitely more tasty than like uh the banquet beer uh just yeah. like coors original yeah and, um, and it's like it's it's very you're not really getting a lot of the hops i mean with a lot of these light lagers you're not really getting a lot of hop flavor and if they do have it's probably a pretty subtle hop like halau or one yeah, of those you're tasting weird... just the little bit of the the light malt uh it's coming through just a little bit, the the hint of a little bit of that bitterness just from a kiss a hop, but nothing too intense, which is why uh, these ones are so much more sessionable. Um, you could sit down and, and drink a, a case of these bad boys, and uh, you're probably not going to wake up with uh, an incredible hangover. You this know? would be a great one to have on, t- on tap in like a dive bar, right? Yeah, like oh, yeah. It's kind of like it's craft, but it's also like would fit in with like the dive bar scene. Yeah. Like it's super good. And yeah, this is another one, like a very good transitional beer. Like when you're going moving the craft beer, so you don't have to move too fast. I know my mom would probably drink something like this because she likes Miller Lite, you know? Exactly, So it's yeah. like perfect for somebody like that, Muskego Lite, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I, I mean, I highly recommend you guys go and check it out. Now, obviously, Eagle Park, awesome. Yeah, they've been, right? they've been turning over some really, really, really badass shit. And uh, the, the their locations, both uh, near the downtown area and then also uh, right here in Muskego, are both super fine establishments. Great food. Uh, uh, I, I can't say enough about what uh, what they're doing, and uh, I love that it's it's local. You know, it feels it feels right to have uh, a Muskego light in our hand right here in this uh, little studio. We reviewed quite a few of these beers, but it's also just to support the local Mus- Muskego community too. You know, like yeah. that's where our, we're located, so we got to do some support. And uh, yeah, what's another one? We go Maddie's. Maddie B's. Yeah, just Maddie's. It's just Maddie's. Yeah, that place. Maddie has, like, B's the... was the okay. one of the 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 
uh, businesses that we had. Uh, yeah, sponsored. Was, yeah. Maddie's is just amazing. But Maddie's, really good yeah. Maddie's. Oh my god, that we've had that like when we early on times, in the podcast, yeah. and that was just like some of the best food. But yeah. support Muskego. Grab a Muskego Light, four point two percent ABV. It's just your standard lager, your standard light lager. Delicious, delicious. Check it out. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? Nice. Oh god, not that one again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to keep with the construction today, our uh, how many logos segment actually has a little bit of construction infused into the OWI here. Eric, yeah, uh, this is. Eric, you take us away. This is not Menards approved. Uh, so we have a uh, article that is uh, titled Witnesses Describe Commotion of Stolen Skid Steer Pursuit in Their Neighborhood. So uh, we do have a little bit of a video probably taken uh, by one of the uh, onlookers, but... Uh, we have a skid WI, huh? Yeah. I mean, this is a skidder, baby. So this one comes uh, from the Appleton area. A 37-year-old man faces charges uh, for his fourth OWI and multiple other offenses after a low-speed chase in a skidster. Nice. Um, Stolen, by the way. Uh, Was not his. Uh, The man now, uh, they do have the man's identity, uh, but he was taken into custody in a grand shoot and turned over to police in uh, Appleton. Uh, the police department is holding uh, the man on suspicion of OWI fourth offense. Of course, they'd call it suspicion of, uh, of OWI because they're probably awaiting blood uh, because uh, the uh, breathalyzers are not admissible in court. So those are just how you get the suspicion. You get them arrested, but then you have to take them for blood and um, and that's usable then. But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, obviously he was uh, operating a motor vehicle without the owner's consent. So that's stolen. He's got felony eluding. He's got misdemeanor resisting, misdemeanor criminal damage to property, and apparently he has warrants. So I got uh, warrants. You know, I would ima- I would imagine that this guy would have been a real clean, uh, uh, a real nice man, but yep. apparently not. So, uh, at about 7.30 Thursday morning, this is just uh, a few days ago, uh, the Grand Shoot police were called to help Appleton police with uh, the chase, which started in the city. The skid steer entered Grand Chute from Capitol Drive and headed north on Gillette Street, uh, and or Gillette Street? Probably Gillette Street. Uh, the operator then went west on Evergreen Drive before turning north on some railroad tracks. This guy's wild. It He's, is a New he, Holland C23. Nice. Um, the big, beautiful piece of equipment yeah, there. Yeah, great piece of equipment. Not uh, a good idea. Looks like it has a plow on the front. Not, so yeah, it's a nice. It, it's actually a nice-looking piece of equipment. I Just, would use this on my own driveway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're drinking at home in this thing, it'd be kind of nice. It looks cozy. So we really don't have uh, a lot of additional information here. Um, The article is long, goes on about, uh, and it uses a lot of uh, the individual's names and stuff. So I'm going to stop right here before I fuck up and accidentally say one of these people's names. Yeah, sounds good. And so this guy, he was a 37-year-old man, drunk, two two mile per hour, low speed chase, and a skid steer. Warrants. uh, Warrants. Definitely. uh, knows knows the 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 game of drink. Uh, so this he has is some experience. Fourth. He has some experience in the yeah. drink drink market. The old drink market. Yeah, and uh, again, this was uh, like, did they say seven thirty? Was that a.m. or p.m.? I think it was. They just said set, oh Thursday morning. Yeah, so yeah it was early a.m. Yeah, it was early in the morning. So he was like drinking all night. And he's like, I'm gonna yeah. grab a skid steer and do some awesome I, shit. I need to borrow your skid steer. <laughs> I need to do some construction and drink. Yeah, so. 
I, you know, again, we don't have a ton of information that really leads us to understand exactly how much there was. But it's our first construction DUI. I think so. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. So it's seven thirty. So like, yeah. uh, like you said, I think it's a night before kind of thing. He's been drinking. He's all been night. drinking, and now he's not drinking, but he still has that residual in the blood, and and he's he certainly isn't good enough to to do this, you know, to, to operate the machinery. Um, so do you have a, do you have a number in mind? Yeah, I have a figure. Um, and and again, I think we're going overall how many locos he was at the height of his peak. night, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. On three. Ready? One, two, two three. 14. Okay. I, I fucked up. I did not say what I was. Okay. What were you thinking? Eight was eight? what I was okay. thinking. The only reason why I say that is because I think he was, he was a, a, a eluding uh, police. Uh, I think he knew that he had warrants and I think, that really drove the the factors, but you know, three three prior OWIs, uh, knowing that this could be that fourth, that means it's felony. Uh, f- a number four in, in Wisconsin is felony, so uh, you know he's gonna have he's gonna have prison time now. Like this is why probably the, why gonna go. Why won't this fucking skidster go faster? Right. Shit, I'm in trouble. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think we can meet in the middle. Then we we'll go. 11. And it takes a little bit of, to operate a fucking skidster. Yeah. So like to even make yeah. it go forward at two miles an hour, you got to still be with it. Somewhat. So, um, do you want to meet in the middle and go eleven loco? Yeah, I could. I could say you know eleven or twelve. Okay. Um, why don't we just make it twelve? Let's go twelve, 12. loco on this one. Do you want to sound the gavel, Eric? All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.